Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. Beyond the Mask is also sponsored by crnaeducation.com. CRNAs, you can get the CE credits you need by just going to crnaeducation.com. They have over 100 AANA prior approved credits, all four core CPC modules, and even over 40 pharmacology credits. No subscriptions, it's all online and mobile friendly. Just go to crnaeducation.com. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out our CE credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs and advanced practice nurses with certified financial planner Jeremy Stanley and CRNA Sharon Pierce. Jeremy Stanley has worked with CRNAs for more than 23 years, and Sharon Pierce is a former president of the AANA and the NCANA. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA and advanced practice nurse industries. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Hey, Sharon, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you on this Thanksgiving day, my friend, who I'm so very thankful for? Oh, you know what? The feeling is mutual. And uh, I'm thankful for our friendship, our business relationship, and so many things throughout the years that, uh, that we've experienced in 20 plus years of knowing each other. Jesus, and then you had to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm only 29. I know we both look younger than what you really are. (laughs) All right, now. (laughs) Oh, well, you know what, Sharon? You know what else I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for the CRNA industry and and all the people that do so much to support CRNAs out there. I mean, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, it's been a, a great run for me, great living, meeting great people got a wife and two kids out of it um you know it's, it's and a work good. wife and a work wife you know so it's it's been a very good gig for me and as you know um i sit on the foundation board for the a a as well and today we're going to be talking about foundation and why we're thankful for the foundation and all it does and we have two illustrious members of the ANA foundation with us today we have mr nat carmichael nat welcome to the show uh, thank you so much uh, for having me on. I'm Nat Carmichael, the Executive Director of the ANA Foundation. I'm thankful to have been part of uh, the foundation for 18 years. Um, thankful for serving, you know, CRNAs and the great profession of nurse anesthesiology. Um, so it has been, um, you know, just a delight, you know, to work in partnership with so many great CRNAs and help fulfill the great mission of the ANA Foundation. Wow, it's been 18 years? It has (gasps) been. Um, I I like to think that it hasn't been that long, but um, yeah, it's amazing, 18 years. Well, thank you, and you're a (laughs) lawyer by trade, right? That's right, I do have my law degree. Um, My expertise is mostly as it relates to tax law and a little bit of, you know, tax planning and estate planning. Um, so yeah, I, I put those skills to use uh, in working with donors 
and members uh, that, that want to leave uh, significant gifts uh, to the ANA Foundation and their profession. Yeah. And also with us today, we have Mike Anderson. You know, probably a lot of our listeners know Mike or have heard of him or his voice. And uh, he sits on the foundation board as well. Mike, I'll let you do a little introduction for yourself. Well, hey, it's great to be here. And again, happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Uh, certainly thankful for uh, for you all, uh, having you all in my life. And uh, and certainly, you know, being a CRNA, I've been a CRNA for about 15 years served in many capacities as a bedside CRNA, as an academic. Uh, I'm now the Chief Operating Officer for Heartland Anesthesia and Consulting. You know, I've sat on the ANA board. I was the fellow for the NBCRNA. So I've really gotten gotten mixed into a lot of different things. I've been on the ANA Foundation now for the last two years, and I'm currently the Foundation Treasurer. And uh, it's really an honor to serve uh, and be a part of the Foundation and really see this side of it and and work with the wonderful folks and staff that we have at the ANA at the ANA Foundation. And uh, it's just a privilege to be here to talk more about uh, who we are and what we do. So thank you. Yeah, Mike, I couldn't I couldn't find a better title for you because you are a treasure, my friend. Oh, that's so awesome. Well, I absolutely well, so totally much. agree with that assessment. I love that. I love that. Yeah, so, you know, we thought, Sharon, that this would be a great one to release on Thanksgiving to talk about this industry while we're thankful. And, and Sharon, you know what I find is a lot of CRNAs really don't understand what the foundation does or why it's important to an individual CRNA out there in the OR. Um, they just don't understand it. So I think this would be a great time to kind of clear that up. Oh, I absolutely agree. So Nat, why don't you talk about the purpose of the foundation and kind of hone in on research, scholarships, those kind of things? Oh, absolutely. So the ANA Foundation, it was founded in 1981 um, as the nonprofit uh, arm of the ANA. And the mission of the ANA Foundation is to fund research and education initiatives um, that further the nursing anesthesiology profession. So um, again, those two drives, it's research and it's education. On the uh, education side, we fund uh, many, many scholarships um, to students that are trying to just make it through anesthesia school um, to become CRNAs. Uh, and we also, you know, help students that uh, we have an emergency fund that helps um, those that find themselves in you know, dire need for funding just to make it through. And so we're thankful that we're able to do that. On the research side, this is a core part of what the foundation does. We fund um, all kinds of research, specifically health policy research, which helps show that CRNAs um, are both safe and uh, very cost-effective providers. And, you know, those things are, are, are always needed. And so we are constantly putting funding into those research initiatives that will help, um, you know, both at the federal and the state level, um, you know, just really show that the, the quality providers and allow them to, to really practice to the full scope of their uh, practice. So, yeah, that's that's the, in a nutshell uh, what the ANA Foundation funds. Mike, why don't you you talk about because Nat hit on a very big piece that I think is misconstrued by a lot of CRNAs. They don't understand the research piece and how that relates back to their very own pocketbook. 
especially in light of the environment that we're in with um, a little bit of animosity between the ASA a and little the bit. Um, <laughs> you know, why, why is it so important for us to have this research out there for CRNAs to be able to hang their hat on? Great question, Jeremy. And I think that, you know, to, to dive back a little bit, you know, we all know about the PACs, right? We know about our state PAC. We know about our federal PAC. And we know how vital that those are. We talk a lot about donating the PAC and, and really making sure that we're doing that so we can have a seat at the table, right? Well, that seat at the table that we have with the funding from the PAC, we then take the research from the foundation and use that to really help arm us when we have our, those conversations with our, you know, with our legislators and talk about, you know, the fact that CRNAs are high quality, cost effective providers, right? And so whether it's the no harm found study or all, all of those pivotal studies that the foundation has been really vital and, and, and part of, um, those are all studies that we have used in Washington, D.C. For, for many years and continue to use moving forward to help really um, advocate for who we are and help make sure that our legislators understand that CRNAs are the ones that are at the bedside. We are the ones that are caring for patients and really anything that would affect our ability to care for patients would be devastating to, to patients, um, really on a national and a state level. So, so, you know, there's a lot of emphasis on the pack and there, and there certainly should be, um, you know, we need to make sure that we, we really um, uh, emphasize that. But, but I think we have talked about from a foundation standpoint about doing a little bit better job of really making sure we get out there and let people know who we are as a foundation, let people know that it is vital that we fund the foundation as well. Because again, a lot of that groundwork, a lot of that, that grassroots work that's being done, you know, in terms of those studies are really coming from the foundation. So, so it's really, it's really multi-purpose in terms of um, that need. And so um, it's really kind of fun to be on this side of it. Well, if I can step in here as an AANA past president, I can tell you whenever I went to visit policymakers, any testifying, anything, you know, data is absolutely important to everything. I can say that CRNAs are awesome. They do a great job, but I need the data to back up what I say. Nobody else is going to do the research for us, right? Nobody else is it's interested in CRNA data, except for CRNAs at the end of the day. And so this, this, these studies that came out of the foundation were crucial to giving me a backbone to my arguments in supporting that CRNAs are excellent providers. Absolutely. Why don't you walk us down a scenario because, you know, Sharon, you, you love the politics side, but I mean, if, if we had to go to a politician who's voting on a bill or voting on you know, reimbursement or whatever, and you didn't have any data to prove that CRNAs were safe, what, what would happen? What do you think the other side would be doing and, and who would be painting that picture? Oh, well, obviously, if, if you're not telling your own story, somebody is telling it for you. So we had our own story. We had our own data to support. I mean, you can anecdotally say CRNAs give good anesthesia. Now, what I have done with legislators who may be farmers or or whatever, not to say anything bad about farmers, but they don't necessarily know about health care, right? I would just say, you know, did you see the headlines in the paper saying another CRNA killed another patient? Well, no, Sharon, I didn't see that. 
Well, there you have it. But back to your point, Jeremy, if we don't tell our story and we don't have the data to back it up, we're dead in the water. And so people don't understand how absolutely incredibly important it is for the foundation to do this research. We have used many, many, many of their studies as the backbone to our arguments to put CRNAs face forward in a good light. Jeremy, if I can add to that real quick, I mean, I, you know, anecdotally, we hear that when we go to D.C., uh, you know, I've been fortunate to attend mid-year, mid-year assembly every year except one that I've been a CRNA. And uh, and we often hear from, uh, you know, legislators that, you know, you guys come in, you're professional, you present us with the data, you do it in a professional manner, you answer all our questions, you follow up with us. Um, you don't just come in and say, well, it's because I said so, right? And right. so, again, that, that data and that information is absolutely vital to validating everything that we're saying. And, and I, know, I know the Iowa contingent, we hear a lot from our legislators that, man, you guys are always here and you always give us the information that we need to help us make decisions. And so, you know, I think that that's crucial. No, I, I totally agree. And, you know, you know, my mind is always going to the financial side of things. You know, it's what I do. And, you know, working with CRNAs every day, you know, I, I clearly know that one of the things that would rile them up faster than anything is you start messing with their money. I mean, if there's anything, you know, people are emotional about their money. Um, and, and Sharon, Sharon knows this, and we have this conversation because I'm as much a psychiatrist as I am, you know, financial and tax guy. But, you know, Nat, what would it look like in, in a scenario? I mean, obviously, CRNAs are making really good income right now. You know, we, we've had more states opt out. I mean, all these things have happened because you're able to prove that, like Mike said, you know, you're a high-quality, cost-effective provider. That research came from whom that proves that, Matt? It came from the ANA Foundation. It's really, it's evidence that's critical and it's evidence that is always in need and will always need to be refreshed. As as long as you want to make that compelling case as a skilled provider um, that you're entitled to practice to the full extent of of your abilities, um, you need that evidence. Um, so yeah, it's the ANA Foundation um, that has been able to fund it, um, largely through the very generous donations of CRNAs. Hey, CRNAs, it's time to simplify your continuing education. Welcome to CRNAeducation.com, your trusted provider for CPC core modules and a plethora of Class A CE credits. You can explore 43 detailed articles covering various anesthesia topics, all from your favorite device, anytime, anywhere. And with over 40 pharmacology CE credits, meet your state board requirements effortlessly. Whether you need a few credits or everything to recertify, we have what you need. Just complete your credits online without any subscriptions or recurring charges. You can trust in our 100% CRNA-owned platform, established in 2011, ensuring you receive the best in customer service and educational content. Ready to learn? Go to crnaeducation.com making continuing education easy and accessible. And don't forget that support is always a quick email or a text or phone call away. To sign up and learn more, just go to crnaeducation.com. What are some different ways that CRNAs can give to the foundation? 
Sure. There's many ways that you can make a gift to the foundation. Um, a very simple way is just going on the ANA website and going online and making an online donation. Super easy and it's quick. You can do a monthly contribution. As you're paying your dues, um, there is uh, an opportunity to make a gift to both the foundation and the PAC. You know, we like to encourage you know, members to to really donate to both because um, you know, they're both essential. I mean, you need the evidence. That evidence needs to go to the Hill. So we've got a triple crown program, which encourages members to pay their dues, to make a gift to the foundation and a gift to the PAC. So you're hitting all three. Um, some other ways that uh, you can make gifts is um, specific types of gifts. We have memorials and tributes, um, which is a great way to honor a loved one, either a mentor, um, you know, someone that uh, you want to show uh, means a lot to you, or someone um, that may have passed uh, recently, then you want to do something in their honor, their memory. Many ways to do that. Um, some go as far as creating a scholarship uh, in the name of that loved one. Oh, we've got um, the Steve Mond Scholarship, Russ Lynn, I better say that, Tracy's oh, yeah. here <laughs> with me, um, and that was her her baby, it's helping with the Russ Lynn. Um, anyway, yeah. go ahead, I'm yeah, sorry. We have, we have many scholarships, um, most of which are named in, in honor of, of, you know, past CRNAs, um, but almost 100 scholarships that we currently offer, but that's a fantastic way of, you know, really, you know, putting it forward to to students that, that are in need. Um, fantastic way to make a gift. Uh, the next level up from that is an endowment um, for those that want to see continual gifts live on. Um, you can set up a permanent endowment for a scholarship or for a research fund, which will generate interest year over year um, that can be used to, to make scholarship awards, uh, research grants, so again, it's a great way to you know put your name or um, you know someone you care about their name on an award that will do great good um, for the far-reaching future. It's a fantastic way to go. Well, that's how you immortalize yourself for sure, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> well, I think one of the other points to this is that you know these gifts that people give are tax deductible as well. So leave it to the money guy. <laughs> You know, especially this time of year, people are going to be looking, uh, you know, as we're doing tax projections for our clients and they're coming back owing money, one of the things we say is, hey, you know, give give more donations and, and so forth. So this is a great time to be thinking about this. Sure. There's a double benefit. Um, really, I mean, you're you're helping fulfill the mission of the foundation through your gift. But yeah, there's those tax benefits, which I mean, in the right situations, you know, make all the difference in the world. And sometimes you have to make a mandatory distribution from a retirement fund, um, which you may not be crazy about the taxation of. But if you make the right planning moves, you could use that as fulfilling that charitable option, um, that motivation that you may have. Um, so again, there's a, a, a double benefit that can be had there. Oh my goodness, I never thought about that. Holy cow, I'm learning something new every day. So Mike, I know there's another way of giving to the foundation, the Friends for Life program. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, there's actually two other two other ways. The Friends for Life program is, is a program that helps support um, you know, nursing and anesthesia profession through meaningful and lasting gifts. Um, you know, it's a 
it's a way to to give. Uh, you can either give via a cash donation or you can give via a commitment, um, you know, through planned gifts. And the total of that uh, gift is twenty five thousand dollars. And many of our members have seen uh, members that wear that red ribbon, um, you know, with the medallion. Um, that signifies that uh, that member is a is a friend for life. And 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 one thing I would say is that. Um, you know, we're up over 62,000 members now, and I think the, the total number of Friends for Life is, is under 500, um, or just around 500. So um, I think we have a lot of work to do there. I know that I personally am a Friends for Life, and I, and I did so because I really look at it as a professional, um, you know, commitment. Um, you know, it, it's not just a ribbon around my neck, but it's really, it's really giving back to the profession that gave so much to me, right? I mean, we we all remember as an SRNA, I, I vividly remember riding the, you know, riding the um, the tram from uh, the Crystal Gateway Marriott into into DC, and and sitting and listening to Lynn Lynn Reed and some of my mentors talk to me about advocacy and really put that put that advocacy in action. And really instill in me the commitment of wanting to be a part and do something more, right? And so that's how I've always lived my life, and certainly the way that I've tried to, to tried to function um, as a professional CRNA, and certainly a way that I've tried to mentor. Um, there's also the Rise Above campaign, which is the research and safety and effectiveness campaign that really does focus specifically on raising money for health health services research. Um, so again, those are two other ways to really be really you know give specifically to an area um, you know through the foundation. And that you hit on this earlier. I mean, you know, people can give during their life, or they could give possibly at their death. Um, you know, we do have people that, that donate money upon death, either through leaving, you know, the, the foundation, a named beneficiary of their retirement plan, or they have a life insurance policy that comes to the foundation um, upon their death or a percentage of that or so forth. So it, it's not only during life that people can leave money, it is at death. And I know um, in the past year, we had uh, someone who left a pretty sizable sum of their estate. Um, to the foundation that will continue to live on um, and make its way through and help not only students and research, but all the CRNAs coming forward. Yeah, and that's a, a terrific way to do it. The, the gift that, that you talked about, that's a million dollar scholarship endowment from Virginia Gaffey, a former president of the ANA, um, who's a, who was a friend for life and saw the importance of really leaving a legacy. And so that endowment will give out many scholarships and will go on for the foreseeable future. Um, so that is the kind of legacy that is truly incredible. And we want to try to inspire other CRNAs to do something similar because really the the gift that you're leaving for the future of the profession is enormous if you can um, do something like that. However, um, you can leave, leave a gift as part of your will, very simply as just a simple bequest. Um, as he said, a beneficiary designation is a really easy change to make, especially if you've already have you know the, your retirement um, fund and you've got your life insurance already going, you can just contact the administrator to make an update. So yeah, it, it's not uh, insurmountable. Friends for Life is something that you, most CRNAs can accomplish if they have the desire. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. 
From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, when we were talking about Friends for Life, you know, people can leave that in their will and still qualify for Friends for Life currently. So you can change your beneficiary designation and donate $25,000 to the foundation upon your death, and you still get credit for being a friend for life. I mean, what a great benefit for uh, the foundation and for the CRNA uh, being able to aid the foundation in the future. it was easy enough to do. I mean, Jeremy's my financial planner, and so I just had to have him write it in to my retirement, and then Pierce had to sign a piece of paper <laughs> since he's my beneficiary. I mean, it was simple. It was. It just took a day or so to take care of the paperwork for that. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people now, you know, your background is, is in estate planning, but I think a lot of people, as they get ready the plan for their estate, they don't think about these things giving back to the foundation or the CRNA community. You know, I work with, um, in fact, I was having a call today with uh, a couple of CRNAs who have done very well for themselves, have no children. They have no one to leave the money to um, upon their demise. And um, they would be great candidates to leave some money to the foundation. Um, you know, and there's a lot of CRNAs out there like that, that if you're doing your estate planning and you're thinking about it, um, and, and, you know, this industry has been great for you as it has for all of us, um, it might be a wonderful way to be able to give back and, and kind of sustain it moving forward. So, and, and Mike, we're not always talking about money at the foundation. I mean, we're trying to raise awareness as well. So what other things could CRNAs out there do that potentially help the foundation that might not be, you know, a monetary donation? Uh, we have volunteer opportunities. Um, you know, each state, um, you know, uh, we have state advocates for the foundation that uh, can really be an arm through the foundation to their state association and can be involved and learn more about the programs and things that are going on there. there there's really a lot of opportunities. You can apply for the board. We have, we have ways to get involved with, with that. Um, you know, so, so again, we're always looking for folks that, that are willing to donate their time and their, their energy and, you know, uh, you know, to the foundation, you know, whether it's a, a poster reviewer as well, you know, we, we've got a pretty robust, uh, group of folks that that donate their time for that, and so the posters at the at the annual congress that you see, you know, they go through a pretty rigorous process to be screened and reviewed, and and make sure that um, you know they're appropriate, um, you know, for presentation. And so, so there's really a lot of different ways, and and you know, certainly uh, we encourage anybody that's interested to reach out because uh, we would we'd love to have you involved. Yeah, and and Matt, I don't know this right off, but do we have? Um people in every state that can go to the state meetings and promote the foundation? We have most of the states covered, although there are vacancies. And so if there's anyone out there that, um, and you've not seen a presence of the NA Foundation at your state meeting, I encourage you to contact us at 
at the ANA Foundation um, to see if there's an opening, if you have the desire to spread the word of, about you know, what the foundation does. Um, we're always looking for more volunteers. And, and we also have programs for students, right, Nat? I mean, students that might listen to this because we get a lot of students that listen to the podcast. Um, yeah. If they're looking for ways to potentially get involved, what would they need to do and what does that entail? Sure. Um, we do have student advocate positions, um, which are um, really to facilitate um, transferring information about foundation programs and our opportunities within their pro anesthesia program. So we are trying to have as many student advocates as possible. So it's a great opportunity for uh, volunteer activity. Um, if you have interest within, you know, your anesthesia program to really, um, you know, get the word out about foundation, especially since so many students are not even aware that there's scholarship opportunities. So it's a, a great way to kind of get that volunteer experience. Um, but yeah, the, if, if any students are interested or if you know a student that, that might benefit from that, they can yeah, contact us at anafoundation.com. Um, either just you know send an email to foundation at ana.com or through the website. We also have a student advocate on the board that sits on the board with us as well. They've always done a fantastic job as well. So that's just another opportunity. And it is, it is funny because we've had people that have either gotten scholarships or uh, been involved with the foundation along the way that um, have sat on the board now, which is kind of seeing it come to fruition. And I think that's a great, a great benefit there. So, um, well, Mike, as we kind of wrap this one up here, what do you want to get across to people about the, the foundation that we haven't already talked about? And, you know, you being a CRNA, and I know you're passionate about the CRNA community as, as all of us are, but what would you like to kind of leave with them? I think I'd like to just let everybody know, you know, again, the importance of the foundation. Uh, I, I recently gave a, a foundation um update at a state meeting and, and you know when I finished I actually had several seasoned CRNAs say to me wow I had no idea that we even had a foundation you know and and I'm almost embarrassed and I want to go make a donation you know and so so on one hand I think we're, we're the best kept secret out there um, for CRNAs but that's probably not a good thing when you're talking about what we use those funds for in terms of research and advocacy and education. So, so um, I think that we need to do a better job of really making sure we get, um, we get out there who we are and what we do and really, really let people know. But I also encourage people to get involved. You know, uh, hopefully you listen to this. Hopefully you reach out and decide that you want to make a donation. You want to be a, a state advocate. You want to, you want to, you know, be a poster review or something like that. You know, uh, I know that our board is, is, is a group of really committed people and the staff are fantastic. And, and any one of us is certainly willing to chat with you and discuss different opportunities um, that are out there. But um, I think just really making sure that people understand that the foundation is the philanthropic arm of the AANA and it is completely separate from your dues and from the PAC and from all of that. And that, uh, that it, again, it, it truly is a vital entity to um, CRNA practice. And the board's a whole lot of fun, right? I mean, it is. barbecue late at night and uh, have some really good times together. So we do. Uh, well, service we always lends itself yeah. to having a good time, right? But before we kind of wrap up here, Jeremy, I would like to say also, this is, we're talking about giving, obviously, but we're broaching on another season. And I don't know about people who are listening, but it is hard to find. We all have so many things. It's hard to find something to give somebody for Christmas or whatever. 
Um, and many of you know that my granddaughter died two and a half years ago. So I give to the foundation in her name. And they get the family, my daughter and her husband get a nice note from the foundation. And it says that, you know, a donation has been made in her name. And it comes out in the foundation booklet in a certain section. So I take a picture of it and I send it to them. And, you know, it, it, it it's helpful in times of grief for them to know that she's still remembered. And what better way to honor her? Her daddy's a CRNA. Her grandmother's a CRNA. What better way to honor her than to do that? And I'm not too sure that people know that that's an option to do that. So in this time of giving, if there's somebody that you want to memorialize because their name is there forever. And, you know, after you're gone, sometimes people forget who you are. So that's a great way to memorialize somebody. I think that's a great idea, Sharon. You're right. We're all one generation away from being nobody again. So, mm-hmm. uh, well, Nat, anything else you want to add before we uh, give our thanks? Uh, no, just a final thank you to all the CRNAs out there that have supported the foundation and also those that are considering, you know, supporting. It's it's a great cause. Um, and just remember, yeah, the, there is a really good mission out there uh, from the AANA uh, Foundation for research and education. So uh, thank you for having us on. Um, glad to spread the word with you. Absolutely. Well, you know, I'll just say uh, all of us are blessed beyond measure, um, every single one of us. And, you know, not always give out the money, but CRNAs are in the top 10% of income earners in the United States. That means 90 plus percent of people walking around make less money than CRNAs. There's a reason for that. You're smart, you're dedicated, you're talented, you're great at what you do. Um, and you get compensated well for doing that. And all I would say is just make sure you understand why you are where you are. And it didn't come from you. It came from the people before you. It came from people at the foundation who did research to help you get there. Um, and in this season of giving, in this season of coming upon the holidays, just remember that and possibly give something back to the industry that's given us all so much. Here's to that. All right, everybody. Enjoy your turkey, football, and uh, Sharon, I think it's a wrap. I think so. Until next time. Attention all certified nurse anesthetists. Are you in need of a reliable and quality continuing education option? Well, look no further than crnaeducation.com. We are an NBCRNA recognized provider offering all four core CPC modules to meet your certification requirements. You can choose from more than 100 AANA prior approved Class A CE credits with 43 articles covering a wide range of anesthesia topics. Need pharmacology CE credits? Well, we've got you covered there as well with over 40 pharmacology CE credits available. All credits are completed online and are mobile-friendly. Choose articles worth one, two, or three credits. There's no subscriptions, no hidden fees, just the CE credits you need when you need them. 
Owned by CRNAs since 2011, you can trust in our commitment to your education. And customer service is always a quick email or phone call or even text away. To sign up and find out more about our education options, visit crnaeducation.com, your partner in continuing education. That's crnaeducation.com. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.